We are Spry, a group of remote digital marketers who want you to succeed beyond your wildest dreams. Our curiosity drives us to constant learning, and that learning leads to constant teaching. So come along with us on the Spry Space podcast, where we share what we know, learn what we don't, and do it all wherever we want. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spry Space Podcast. I'm Lacey, and today we have the inaugural appearance of Chad. Hello, everybody. It's nice to be here. I'm so happy to have you here. Your very first episode. Are you excited? I am. I'm a little bit nervous, but that's okay. (laughs) It is. My mom told me, and I will always remember this, that if you're not nervous, you don't care. Ah. So it just means you care. You know, you really want to do a good job, and so do I. So all month long, we've been talking about what, Chad? The Social Dilemma. It's a documentary uh, put out on Netflix. Perfect. So we're talking about it because obviously there's a lot of kind of mm, scary uh, information for people that they're learning about social media. A lot of people are learning about it for the very first time. And as social media managers, like our entire job lives on this landscape of social media, right? And so we've got to understand how people are thinking and feeling about it in order for us to be able to serve them properly and in order to be able to keep evolving so that our industry doesn't die, Mm -hmm. right? That's right. So last week, Adrian and I had kind of just some reactions to it and talked a little bit about Spry's position on The Social Dilemma. This week, you and I are going to talk about social media managers, what we can do about it. What can we do about everything going on with The Social Dilemma? Before we go into the points, can you give me just a little bit of your original thoughts and feedback from watching it the first time? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the movie was mentioned quite a bit in my own personal feeds, and it seems to be making a substantial impact. And we can kind of figure out why. After my own viewing, I kind of decided that the content wasn't shocking to me at all. Probably pretty common amongst our industry. So I'm not surprised at that. I am kind of surprised, at, however, that more people aren't aware of the methods of data collection as it relates to social media and our industry. You know, we work in it every day. And so it seems uh, kind of matter of fact to us. So I think this video coming out is a good thing. It's educating the public about what's going on. Yeah, I agree completely. There were some sections in the documentary where they were interviewing some of the original engineers and programmers, and they were talking about some of the original intent of the platforms and the functions of the algorithms and whatnot. And obviously, the intent was not nefarious, right? So can you speak a little bit to the original intent of some of these developers? Well, definitely. And the first thing to keep in mind, I think, is that these engineers and developers were were not psychologists or psychiatrists. And so from the get-go there, we can't really expect that they had the end result of our, you know, societal psyche in mind as they were building these. You know, they were trying to come up with things that everyone liked. And yes, that they thought would be cool. Thought would be cool. Would, that they, and, would make them feel good. And in a lot of cases, something that would benefit society too. Uh, 
coworker of mine, Lindy, who is quite brilliant, came up with this analogy of, you know, the person who invented the syringe or the group of people who came up with the idea of delivering medicine that way had no idea that way in the future that there would be rampant drug use or any other of the nefarious sort of things that have been happening relating to that device. And if you compare that to the amount of good that has happened in the world because of that. I really loved that metaphor too, because what all of this doesn't exactly take into account is that programmers were developing social media on their own, right? They're developing the applications all on their own. And then over here on this other side is, you know, actual device creators. We've got Apple over here developing the best device they can. There wasn't necessarily anybody imagining exactly what would happen at the intersection of these apps bringing people dopamine and having them in your pocket 24-7, Instant access, yeah. Exactly. So that intersection is really what wasn't expected, and it is what probably is causing a lot of the issues, that unexpected intersection of device and software, you know? Very similar to that idea of the syringe where it's used, that device is used in so many wonderful, fabulous ways. Even drugs, you know, are used in very good ways if used properly and at the right dosage, et cetera. But when using it in a concentrated form with a device that can put it in you intravenously, is that, did I say it right? Intravenously. I think so, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know, that causes real danger. That was a really good point. So they didn't mean for it to be bad. Right. There's a lot to be said about the way the system was developed, too. I think in a lot of ways it was they also had good in mind. You know, if we could look back into the late 90s and early 2000s with 2020 vision, we could see <laughs> that. Uh, yeah, there's the little the little 2020 I got, you, I got that you, one. You got that. <laughs> I've long subscribed to the writer Jaron Lanier's theory that in the beginning of all of this, we should have set up a system where consumers are required to provide permission and compensated for that. For corp- That's true. For, I liked that idea. Yeah, for corporations to obtain someone's personal data. Imagine it like this, right? You have been searching around because you're going to go on a trip to Jamaica, right? And you've been searching around. You log into Facebook and a little pop-up comes up that says oh, I see you might be thinking about traveling to Jamaica. Would you like to share this data with advertisers for $5? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and you're like, yeah, you know what? I will. It's a personal choice that you're deciding. Is that worth it to me? Mm-hmm. That would have been a really cool system. I would have loved to see that kind of system. I think it would have created a, a more even playing field compared to what we have now. But, you know, that's the past and people can look to the future to come up with a little bit better systems. So let's defend social media for a little bit here, okay? So for businesses specifically, social media can be a very powerful tool. So from your perspective and experience, what is good about social media for businesses specifically? Absolutely. I mean, I think it was another one of my brilliant co-workers. I think it was Amber <laughs> who said, can you imagine having a business in 2020 and not using the tools that are available to us. And for a business that, you know, that is the unbelievable power of increasing your brand awareness and keeping your business top of mind for consumers and humanizing your brand and establishing credibility. Of course, all of the tools to increase website traffic and generate leads and boost sales. And this is like instant 
communication with your audience, who is your community. It should be your community, right? Yeah. It's such an efficient way to communicate with your customers. You know, you can spend thousands and thousands of dollars on a billboard and put one message up on that billboard and it's going to be there for two weeks. Or you can create in two weeks, you know, six pieces of content that you push out and you know, people don't even have to drive by anywhere. They just pull it out of their pocket. I mean, especially through the pandemic, social media has been so vital for so many businesses that we work with because they couldn't have that face-to-face interaction. And so when they needed to say, hey, we're going to close for these hours, hey, our rules are this now for coming in, all of that could be communicated so that before customers even came in, they knew what to expect. They didn't have to call and talk to somebody one-on-one So that's one reason that I think it's very good for businesses, too. Yeah. And you mentioned the pandemic, and that's a form of crisis management. I mean, that's what it comes down to is this communicating with your customers or consumers in general is essentially lightning fast crisis communication. And that's just great for businesses. And on top of that, too, is the targeted nature of social media. You know, that's one thing that I have always communicated. It's probably the reason why I think I chose to move Spry into this direction of being focused on social media. Instead of having to create commercials that you put on and broadcast to such a large audience where, you know, maybe a percent of the people who are watching will actually care, we can create content and send it to an audience who already is pre-vetted to care about your content. Mm-hmm. Absolutely excellent targeting devices that we have available to us. That uh, brings us to the part that's kind of confusing for two people who aren't social media managers or familiar with the industry at all. And that scares them. Yeah, they don't quite understand. Anytime that I'm teaching a class with people who don't have a good baseline, when I'm teaching about the way that social media is getting data from you, it kind of can scare people for the first time. I think that is why for this whole documentary, the point is really digging deep and understanding the tools that we're using, because if we don't understand the tools, it's just magic to us and they can do anything they want without us knowing. So we talked a little bit about why it's good for businesses, but let's talk about individuals too. I mean, as actual human beings, why is social media good for human beings? I think it's because people have a need to connect. And it's easy to see how platforms like Facebook and Instagram and Twitter have brought people together and families together. The social media that is in Facebook with families sharing photos and videos, and it's actually giving families peace of mind knowing what the heck their siblings and family members are up to almost to the second. Unfortunately, the Christmas card industry, you know, I think has been hit pretty hard by social media because nobody (laughs) needs a Christmas card anymore. (laughs) Excellent point. Yeah. (laughs) I do have some siblings that still send the Christmas cards and we like to see the the tactile photos. Yeah, they're they're awesome. (laughs) Yes. uh But yeah, the community engagement that follows from Facebook is just, you know, it's kind of doing its job from that respect. I agree. It allows us to be able to become parts of these digital communities and connect with human beings that we never would have had the opportunity to meet before. It allows us to continue conversation with people who live far away. 
It allows us to be introduced to products that benefit our lives that we never would have known about otherwise. It's a great form of entertainment. You know, I do my half hour at night of watching Instagram stories really does fill me up. You know, that's a great point, because I think a lot of people, you know, are saying, hey, stay away from this social media because it's addictive and they're leaning on the idea that there are no benefits. And the one you just brought up is just, it is fulfilling, it is entertaining, it is enjoyable, and that doesn't have to be a bad thing. We got to get you playing on your own Instagram a little bit more so you can see my stories specifically. Mm. Okay, mm-hmm. that's that's my selfish. <laughs> I've been doing these Instagram story series where I act as my own psychiatrist, you know, and so I put on one of the face filters and I'm like, Okay, Lacey. So how are you feeling? And then and then I'll come back on in regular. Well, if I'm honest, I'm feeling a little sad today and I'm feeling, you know, and then the and then the uh the psychiatrist will come back on again. And what's one thing you want to accomplish today? <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. It's just fun, you For know. Creators, it's it's the best thing in the world. Yes. Yes, I agree. Okay, so There are three real main points that we want you to take away from this podcast specifically. One of them is as social media managers, people who are working in the social media field at all, we want people to be educating themselves on the platforms and algorithms as much as possible. If it's your job to create content and put content out and give Facebook money to put your content out to specific people, you have a responsibility to understand how it works, in my opinion. Do you agree? I do, yes. Because if you don't have that understanding, then you're not utilizing it to its full extent. You're not providing as much value to the business you're working with. You're not providing as much value to the people who you're reaching with your content. So just learn, 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 learn. Pay attention For me, one of the biggest things I like to do is if I see something new happening, for instance, this week in Spryspace, our Facebook group, Adrian popped in there and put a post up and she was like, hey, I'm noticing my analytics are down this much. Do you all think it's because of the election? What else are you seeing? You know, so having this community where if you notice something, you not only just become aware of it, but you also bring it to a space where we can talk about it as a group. It's very important to be a responsible social media manager. The second thing that we think is really important we want you to take away from this is actually educating your clients on how it works too. That is harder, okay? Because so many of them come to you and are like, all right, you know, let's go viral. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, listen, listen, you have... You have no idea what you're talking about. You're not, you don't even really want to go viral. You know, we don't want to just make clickbait for you. You need to be targeted, intentional, strategic. There's um, a downside to all that fame. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Thank you. So making sure that as you're onboarding new clients and you're communicating to your clients about what the plan is and when you're responding and talking about reporting, you know, here's how these are looking educating them on how and why it works is very important so that they don't just go around trying to be viral all the time and not understanding the actual benefits of building a community of human beings who care about your brand. I think that's one of the things that Spry does so well is uh, the planning of the content and being strategic about your output. Yeah, it's very important. I think it's driven because Adrian she just really hates wasting time. And if we ever do anything that's wasting time, 
I can see it in her eyes. She's not happy. And so I'm like, let's plan this. Let's do it right. (laughs) The last point that we want to talk about is just not to be spam. Okay. So what do we mean by not being spam? Being deliberate with your content and being thoughtful and especially not forwarding on anything that you see. Yeah, definitely. You know, it becomes easy sometimes as a social media manager when you have a lot of things on your to-do list to just, you know, work hard at just checking things off your list. Like, okay, I have two posts I need to get out this week. Okay, done, done. You know, Mm -hmm. what's hard and better is making sure before you push publish on any piece of content that it really serves a purpose. Does it provide value in any way? Is it entertaining? Is it informative? Will it make them laugh? Will it, I don't know, that's about it. That's social media for you. (laughs) (laughs) But just making sure that the content is serving a purpose. Making sure that it's providing value to everyone, really. I feel pretty happy with that. Any other feedback from the show that you think is important for people to know? No, that's pretty much it that I have. Okay. So next week we will have Amber on and Amber is going to be talking about what individuals can do. So today we talked you know, about the responsibility of social media managers in all of this, but we really want to talk next week with Amber about as an individual, as a user, what can you do about what we're learning on the social dilemma? So that'll be fun. Now, I didn't warn you about this, but at the end of every Spriceface podcast episode, we talk about somewhere interesting that we've been working lately. As an all-remote team at Spry, we're often working in kind of interesting places. So have you been working anywhere interesting lately, Chad? You know, a few weeks ago, I rented a little cabin up in Raymond, Washington, and I got up there and I set up all my audiovisual equipment and uh, was basically prepping for some of the fun uh, audiovisual stuff I might get to do in the future. And so I consider that work, but it's also super fun for me. And so it was out in the woods, it's almost in a rainforest, you know, just beautiful. And I barely had internet. So I was barely communicating with people. If I ran into a problem, I couldn't, you know, download drivers and get things working or something. It required a bunch of prep. And so that was work. So yeah, that's my answer for that. <laughs> I like it. And you also were able to come up just this week and use some of that audiovisual equipment as we were working with a client. We had a photo shoot for a client and Chad showed up, got them mic'd up and he was following them all around, getting some video content. I didn't realize I have a lot of empathy right now for like food service people, like just having to wear the mask and walk around for an hour was, I was exhausted. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Am I just a sissy? Were you exhausted too? No, I was quite exhausted. And it was only like 75 degrees, you know, but the sun was shining and it was beautiful. But yes, I was quite exhausted from scuttling around trying to get the shots. Scuttling (laughs) is a good word. I wish I had a boomerang of you scuttling back and forth. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Chad. Well, thank you so much for being on for the first time. You did a great job. I'm excited to have you on again soon. Thank you. My pleasure. If anybody else wants to hear more about what we're talking about all month long on The Social Dilemma, you can find us on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, at ThinkSpry. You can find us on LinkedIn. And of course, we also have our Facebook group called SpriSpace, where we invite social media managers to come in and brainstorm and troubleshoot and just honestly kind of support each other in this this strange, siloed world of social media management. (laughs) 
All right, Chad, thank you so much. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you all of you who came. We hope you keep learning and we will talk to you soon. Bye and thanks so much for having me. Bye. Bye.